Blog Talk Radio. In my helmet, cleats, and shoulder pads. Standing in the huddle, listening to the call. Fans going crazy for the boys of fall. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the fifth quarter with Coach Johnson. I'm your host, Dick Johnson. Uh, glad to be here tonight. We got a lot of football to talk about and uh, get through and we'll start with uh, college I guess and uh, I've been saying all along how good I thought Ohio State was and they sure seem to be proving me right uh, my brother he's a big football fan and um, it wasn't too long ago he told me he thought I was wrong on how good Ohio State was but uh I don't see anybody slowing them down. They might slow themselves down, but I don't see anybody else uh, slowing them down. I know they got a, uh, what is the Big Ten Championship this weekend, I guess, uh, showdown between them and Wisconsin, and they done played once. Wisconsin, uh, I don't know where the game was, but Ohio State beat Wisconsin like a drum. So I just don't see anybody slowing them down really <clears throat> and uh, who knows what's going to happen if uh, Auburn or not Auburn I'm sorry if LSU beats Georgia who's going to slide in there to that fourth spot and then they got to uh, take on Ohio State uh, everybody seems to think that uh, you know it's awful funny to me that Alabama loses two games and all of a sudden everybody thinks they're washed up and done and all that. And, you know, I, I tell Jennifer all the time, it's just, you know, it's hard to be good all the time. It is, uh, it really is. It's, it's, you know, to build these dynasties and stuff and, and you hear all that talk about this and that, and they have been good for so long. And, um, I don't know that they've won it back-to-back any years, but it seems like every other year, every third year. But, man, it's it's just hard. Um, you know, we, we're seeing that in women's football as well. You know, you lose uh, more players after you win a championship than you do after losing one. Um, it's, it's tough. And, you know, you get in that college and you got schools like Ohio State you know, Urban Meyer went from the SEC and to Ohio State, and they play like a SEC team. And uh, they got maybe the best player in all of college football on that team, and that young guy. And uh, so, you know, it's hard to get all these players. I mean, it just really is. Uh, one thing I know for sure Alabama has never had and don't have this year and needs one is a kicker. 
Uh, they sure don't waste no scholarships on no kicker. I'll say that for them. Um, but anyway, they they've lost two games, and now all of a sudden Nick Saban he's he's lost it and don't know how to coach. And I guess it'd be the same for the Patriots with Bill Belichick. You know, after them losing two games, but anyway, um, I'm anxious to see who who winds up in that fourth seed. So they can uh, take on take on Ohio State, and then uh, you know see what the LSU if they win, they're going to take on Clemson. Uh, that that should be a good game. I mean, Clemson they seem to hit their uh, hit their streak and and rhythm, and seem to be playing real good, blowing people out, and um, playing a lot of offense and. You know they may have the best pure pocket passer in college football, and in their quarterback Trevor Lawrence. So it it you know what the next few weeks um, I know there's a lot to play before we get to that uh, playoff teams, but you know sitting and watching these teams all year. I mean, if you watch, if anybody watched the you know the Ohio State Michigan game. Uh, as good as Ohio State was, Michigan beat themselves early. You know, they dug themselves a hole early. And then, uh, you know, Ohio State's making tough plays and Michigan's dropping easy passes for first downs and coughing up the ball and settling for field goals inside the five. And Ohio State's uh, scoring touchdowns, man. You, you just can't spot these really good teams, that kind of stuff. You you lose the turnover battle to them. You're you're done. And man, they just they just roll. We watched first half of that thing and, and I knew after, you know, about three three possessions, told Jim for this thing's getting ready to get out of hand real quick. And uh Michigan come down had a chance maybe to go in a half and um uh, close the gap and got down there and stumbled and kicked the field goal and I I told her then, I said, kicking a field goal, that's as close as they'll ever get right there. That ain't going to do them any good. And, uh, you know, I don't I don't know what these uh, coaches think. I know everybody, you know, tells me that, well, you got to take the points, you got to do this, and, you know, you ain't slowed them down the whole game. I mean, when you play teams like that, you, you turn the ball over first and foremost. You drop wide open passes that hit you right in the hands for big yards, and then you haven't slowed them down. They're scoring touchdowns, and you're, uh, you know, you're kicking field goals. That ain't going to work. I mean, I don't know what part of, you know, trying to stay in the game people are looking at, but for me, I hear these announcers talk about it all the time. You know, the three things these announcers love the most is the, uh, uh, the two things is kick and field goals and punt, you know, and I, I'm not a fan of neither. I'll just tell you. I mean, most of the time, I mean, punting's all right, I guess, in certain situations, but you get across the 50 and uh, you're at the 40 and then you kick a punt one that goes out of bounds and they bring it back to the 20. I mean, you just well went for it, you know. But then again, like I say, I look at things different, but if you watch these games unfold and just watch how they go from the uh, from the start, I mean, you you can see you know these teams 
uh, start playing wide open. And then they, you know, like Michigan, they come out like they on fire. And then the, as the game went on, started trying to, oh, you need to run it, you need to run it, you need to run it. You just need to pick up first downs. I don't care if you run it, throw it, whatever. You got to pick up first downs and possess the ball. And, you know, I just think so many of these coaches are, you know, have, have lost their way. I mean, they, that's a great job those guys have. And, you know, that's one thing about this Ryan Day guy, Rojai State, um, man, they, they go after it. I mean, they got maybe the best running back in college football. That guy reminds me of, of Elliot, and I'm not a fan of Ohio State or Elliot or none of them really. But when you watch them play, man, that guy's good. He can run it. He can catch it. He's tough to bring down. He's strong. Heard him say squatted 700 pounds and run a 4-440. Wow. I mean, that's pretty tough. You know, so there's there's a lot of um, uh, a lot of teams have some good players. I just, you know, think they need to take the reins off of them. If you're losing anyway, what what difference? Does it make how you how you do it? A loss is a loss, and a win is a win. So I'm just, you know, I look at it different than, than a lot of others. I like to be more aggressive than they do, but um, we, we'll see. You know, it's down to the crunch time now. I mean, all that's left is is these championship games and the playoffs and the bowl games. So, and it's going to be a while before the bowl games start. So. Um, it's going to be after this weekend, I guess, probably be the next weekend, uh, NFL probably start playing some on Saturday, but, uh, you know, if you're a Tennessee fan, they've, uh, finished up strong. They finished seven and five after starting what one and four. Um, they, uh, should, should maybe get a pretty decent bowl, uh, I said it a long time ago about them. If the, you know, if the alumni would leave that coach alone, he he just might get something done as well, you know. And I'm I'm not sure that they will, but um, he he sure he sure got them playing better right now. Now who knows what'll happen from here on? But uh, you know, if he'd have, if they hadn't lost the two games that they that they did lose, I I actually had them going nine and three. You know, after looking at their schedule, I figured for sure Alabama, Georgia, and uh, uh, Florida was a flip game, and and the game, um, another game that they won was sort of a flip game. But I had them going nine and three. Um, so you know, if they'd have won the two games they shouldn't have lost, then they would have been, you know, right on it. So I'm. They turned it around. Uh, <clears throat> I seem to sort of like that coach that just leave him alone. So um, we'll see. I know um, Oklahoma. They play a lot of offense, uh, not the defense. They were playing pretty good defense early. I think they've sort of slipped away, got away from some of that. Um, who they? I'm not sure who they're playing in the Big Twelve championship. Uh, it may be Baylor, I guess. Uh, that they're playing. If they are, that'll be a rematch um, between those between those two. Um, you got Utah. Um, everybody's high on high on Utah. I watched them 
play, mm, let's see, probably a couple weeks ago or something. They look pretty good. I don't know how battle-tested they are. I don't know how many good teams they they played. I know the only loss they had was to USC at, at the Coliseum out there, in which they sort of got blew out, I think. Uh, but they're, they're a pretty good football team. Um, so I don't know if, like I said, any of them, you know, it's sort of like that. Uh, I heard them talking about the other day uh, between Virginia and Virginia Tech. If you watched any of that game, which turned out to be a great game in the end, and uh, Virginia had lost 15 straight to Virginia Tech. Uh, they finally beat Virginia Tech, and the announcers were saying, congratulations, you get Clemson in the ACC championship game. So <laughs> that's sort of sort of the way it's going to be here is if unless uh, Wisconsin can come up with some way somehow to slow down Ohio State, Whoever winds up in that four spot, that's good luck. That's who you're gonna get. And uh, they they just look way way better than than anybody I watch play. Um, and I'd like to see somebody beat them. Don't get me wrong, but I just I just don't see it. Um, you know, they got so many weapons, and uh, that quarterback he's just okay in my opinion. But man, when he decides to run it, they uh, he gains a lot of yards. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what happens here in the next, what, uh, the next, this coming weekend, that's when all the championships are. And then it'll be, I guess the final, uh, predictions will be out there. Uh, I know there's no way really Georgia can remain at number four if they get beat by LSU by having two losses. Um, I, I think maybe that if, Georgia would beat LSU. Maybe they would uh, flip flop or at least go to three and four. Maybe um, I don't see how LSU could lose that game and not make the top four. Um, maybe Clemson slides up to number two and Georgia would go number three and LSU go number four. I don't know. I don't know how the those people uh, look at that or take it into consideration. But I would think that that would be a uh, possibility to, uh, you know, make make the, uh, uh, at least talk, you know, to, to make that if Georgia was to beat them. And I didn't heard one person tell me that they think Georgia's going to beat them. So, you know, uh, we'll see. They, they're pretty good in their own right, uh, being LSU. They got a good quarterback. Uh, I hope he wins the Heisman. He uh, he's doing a good job, and lo and behold, he come he transferred from Ohio State. So, hey, just think of what kind of matchup that'll be, and the quarterback for um, for Ohio State he transferred out of the SEC team, I believe. Can't remember who it was, but uh, I believe he transferred from the SEC to Ohio State. So. It's going to be interesting to to see how these championships unfold. Um, I know, I guess Utah's playing uh, maybe Oregon, or maybe they're in the same side of the bracket. I can't remember how that goes. I should have been, I guess, a little more uh, prepared about 
looking, but they were two of the best teams that could be possibly Oregon and Utah if they're not on the same side playing uh, in the Pac-12. Uh, what about Memphis? Memphis Tigers, uh, they, they've they only lost one game, lost to, by two to um, – who was it beat them? Uh, Syracuse maybe no what's Syracuse Temple Temple beat them by two I believe uh, it's the only loss they've had they've beat a lot of good football teams uh, this past weekend I know they beat Cincinnati Memphis is 18th ranked 18th Cincinnati was ranked 19th um, so they're going to be playing in that AAAC uh, again um so there, there's still there's going to be some really really good football games, uh, college football games this weekend. I uh, I think there'll be a few blowouts as well. I think uh, Clemson probably handle Virginia pretty well. Um, I think Ohio State will run through Wisconsin. I don't. I just I'm not sure that Georgia's got enough to. Uh, they really haven't blew anybody out all year. Uh, I'm not. I don't know if they can overtake LSU or not. Uh, Jennifer seems to think they will. I don't know if she's hoping they will or she's just thinking that. But she seems to think Georgia's going to win um, the Oklahoma game in the Big Twelve. That'll be good. I'd say it'll probably be Baylor. Like I said, if it is, that'll be a rematch in which Oklahoma uh, won that game and uh, they uh, uh, but uh, Baylor should have won so there's a there's a lot to lot to play for this weekend for a lot of teams I know there was a lot of people happy that Alabama uh, lost again because they felt like if, if they would have just beat Auburn they would have been sitting there at number five and um, then, then if Georgia got beat, they'd have slid in. But you know what? The thing for me for Alabama is this: their defense uh, this year has just looked terrible. You know, not only is the kicker terrible, their defense. Uh, you know, if you every time you watch a game on Sunday, you listen. There, there's somebody in the starting lineup. Seems like from Alabama. Um, their defense is just giving up. I don't know how many points. What did they get beat this weekend? Forty-one to forty-four. I mean, man, you put up forty-one points and you lose. That, that's terrible. You know, your kicker misses a field goal and a couple extra points. That's terrible. I mean, I can understand a field goal if it's pretty long, but two extra points. That's you know what, man. I mean, these high schoolers are doing better than that. Um, you're playing at Alabama. You're playing at any major college. You you just got to be better than that. Um, then with the backup quarterback, you know, I don't I don't think that Alabama had anything for if they would have made it. I don't think it had anything for Ohio State uh, at all. Even though I think that backup quarterback, what few plays I got to watch, uh, did a pretty good job. I thought he. Thought he looked all right. I mean, he was no Tua, but he he certainly looked all right. And uh, their defense, I mean, that's what give up the – they lost the LSU game. I know Tua wasn't 100%, but their defense just – 
just kept giving up big plays after big plays. Just so uncharacteristic, you know. Then they have a chance to get the ball back and and jump off sides, just certain things. I mean, that's mental. All that's just mental stuff. I mean, I, we we don't get to practice uh, all the time, and I'm I'm telling these girls all the time, you know, situational football. What's the ball? Be ready, you know, especially on a especially on a punt where. You know, it, it's okay if you're going to try to block it, but at that point in time, the main thing is just to get the ball and uh, and hold on to it, you know, not fumble it and then play off it until, you know, you get a chance. I mean, you just killed yourself by jumping off sides and on a punt. I mean, when they're not even, you know, like a fourth and one, I mean, I can understand more on a fourth and one. You're geared up. They're getting ready to run a quarterback sneak or something. I could understand that more than I could on a punt. So, man, they just—they got a lot more than just the quarterback problems in Alabama. I'm telling you, their 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 defense, you know, just didn't look look too good. I mean, they scored enough points this year to to win a, a lot of uh, win the two games they lost. So. I'm, I I don't know what's going on. I know, I mean, it's hard every year when you lose uh, coordinators every year. Uh, I mean, nobody's feeling sorry for them, and I certainly don't either. But you lose these coordinators every year, it's hard to uh, get these kids to buy in. A lot of them have a, you know, each coordinator has a different system, you know. And uh, so there's there's a lot to uh, be said about be, about the Alabama. Uh, deal. If you want to go one further than that, what about Michigan? I mean, Harbaugh, they give him a lifetime contract up there. He's not did anything. I mean, honestly, I mean, you're Michigan. You know, I, I hear it. I mean, if you you want to talk about football, um, you know, it used to be USC, you know, Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State's always been huge, Alabama, LSU, Georgia, all these places. I mean, you look at what Jim Harbaugh's did up there. He's just—I mean, he's not did anything. That mean Ohio State, and I don't know, forever it seems like you know never beat them at all while Urban Meyer was there. So there's there's a lot a lot to be answered by a lot of coaches, and I think these uh, colleges and people are you know starting to talk as well. I just think that. You know, you got to, uh, you know, when you're when you're in that situation, <clears throat> you're going out and you're signing the players you want. Then you're getting transferred. I mean, the, their quarterback transferred in there. Well, what happened to the guys you signed? I mean, are they not panning out? Or are you not working with them? I mean, that's what so many of these teams are doing. They get the players they want. And then all of a sudden you never hear from them or you never see where they did anything. I mean, so somewhere the breakdown is in recruiting or what I'm getting from the recruits, I'm not coaching up or, you know, you look at um, the style of play right now, uh, these quarterbacks. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a, a read option run pass deal sort of in that, you know, in that order. And, at some point, you got to, you know, change your way of thinking. Now, I, uh, 
what we have to do is a little different. We just have to take whatever, you know, what comes our way, and that's sort of what we have to uh, build around. But when you're getting the players you want and things of that nature, you've got to be, uh, you know, better better than that. I think, what, Michigan's lost three games this year uh, to, what, Wisconsin beat them, Penn State, and then uh, Ohio State, and then all those games. Well, the Penn State game, a receiver that uh, dropped the ball to win that game. You know, I seen all kinds of drop balls by them the other day. I don't know. I'm I'm not saying. I mean, I'm not a Harbaugh fan, which I'm sure a lot of people are. But uh, I'm not saying the guy's not good. I mean, he's definitely a good coach. He wouldn't be, you know, where he's been and all that. But at some point in time, things ain't working you got to change them up to to where they are you know and that's that's what my my opinion is and uh there's a lot of a lot of these uh coaches in um uh, college i think going to be uh hunting a job you know like the, <clears throat> they talking about the guy at usc i mean you got usc that used to be the uh you couldn't even mention like they was like alabama you see a, a team and they announced their starters and every one of them had a USC player or two on it. Now you don't find very many. Uh, what's happened right there in California, man, they ought to be able to, you know, get all the recruits out there. The weather's always good and all that. Um, coaches went six and five, seven and four. That's not going to cut it. I mean, you know, they say, well, he might be coaching for his job. I mean, really, you're seven and four or six and five, whatever he was, and one game's going to, you know, secure his job after, you know, he's not did anything in those years. I mean, it's just at that point in time, <clears throat> you know, you, you look at these coaches, and I firmly believe that it's a, you know, a four-year, five-year plan, don't get me wrong, but, you know, after that first two years, you hope to really start putting, stacking some wins on top of that, and then by the time you get to that fifth year, you need to be knocking on the door nine and three or ten and two, or maybe better. You know, when you just been, you know, plugging along five and six, six and five, best you can muster up seven and four, and all that. I I don't think there's a whole lot there to be coaching for. So I don't know. I just I'd say that uh, a lot of these teams are going to be uh, evaluating their coaches and. Uh, see what direction they want to go in. So I'll be it'll be interesting to see uh, what transpires in the next few weeks with all this. So I'm I'm anxious to to find out as well. So we'll see. I hope uh, hope we get to see some of these good games on Saturday. I that I'll get to. We got a lot of traveling to do, but uh, I hope to get to watch some of them anyway. So. Uh, We'll we'll know more come Tuesday, and then I got some uh, important uh, uh, things, uh, real important news and information to talk about next Tuesday. Uh, it's going to uh, be some good stuff, um, not only about uh, uh, just uh, just some good stuff. That's about all I say. But um, so. Not only will we have all these championships to talk about in the NFL, I've got some other news to talk about as well. So, uh, speaking of the NFL, 
I know um, last night, of course, we didn't watch much of that. We get up at 5.30 a.m., so going to bed early has become a pretty good trend around here, and you work 12 hours every day. It seems to seems to roll by quick. So, uh, But that was probably a good game. I think Jennifer told me it's 30, 37. Uh, that just might be, um, you know, one of the NFC matchups that we see for for in the playoffs. There, you know, they're. Uh, I know the Vikings have lost four games now, but they're they're a really good football team. I like Kirk Cousins. I like the running back. They're sort of like Alabama, though, um, with their coach being a defensive-minded guy. They've given up a lot of points on the games that they've gotten beat. You score 30 in that league, you know, you expect to probably win that game as well. Then on the flip side of that, you got Seattle. I think they've lost, what, two games maybe? So they got a, they're tied with uh, San Fran for that lead. Uh, and that, I think they might have beat San Fran. Um, I don't know. I don't look these standards much. I don't get into it like I used to, but those are going to be um, some good some good games when they go head-to-head and uh, also when they play in the playoffs. But uh, we did get to watch most of the Baltimore uh, 49ers matchup, which they're talking was an early matchup of the Super Bowl. Um, that's his thing, uh, Lamar. Jackson guy, he he's really good, and you know he's from Louisville, and they showed a lot of his games on the local channel around here. And the year he won the Heisman, man, that guy was running wild on everybody, you know. And everybody said, "Then well, he can't play, he can't play, he can't play in the NFL," and you know, and lo and behold, that uh, the Ravens take him like twenty eighth or something in the first round. And, uh, you know, after Joe Flacco got hurt, he come in, they won some games, and he got the nod for the playoff game, and they lost. Everybody was talking about they should have put Joe back in. Have anybody seen Joe Flacco play this year much? It wasn't too good. So, uh, I, I still, I'm not as sold on him as everybody is as far as being a, a pocket passer. Um, the guy's phenomenal athlete. I mean, just plain phenomenal. No, no if, Andrew Butts doubt about it. The guy's great. And I think he's way better on the move than he is in the pocket. Uh, for my money, I would take Patrick Mahomes over him. He's a better runner than Patrick Mahomes, but that guy is unbelievable with that football in his, in his hand, throwing it, running it, <clears throat> and everything else. And I think he's a, a more well-rounded quarterback than Lamar Jackson is, but um, either one of them is not a bad choice. Um, but to be honest with you, I, I'm not sure that that was a Super Bowl matchup. Um, I I just don't know uh, going down the stretch. You know, I remember years and years ago, Michael Vick played for the Falcons. And I know some huge Michael Vick fans because he went to Virginia Tech. And, oh, every year, about the first 10, 8 to 10 games, this guy lit it up, man, every single year. Well, along about 
then those defenses, they started getting more film and all these old coordinators and all that, they started clamping down. And, you know, then it was Vic no more, uh, you know, once they start putting that clamp down. Now, LeVar, he's, he's a lot uh, – he's more shiftier, I believe, than Vic. Uh, I think his scheme is, is fits his style more than Michael Vick's did. I mean, because they wanted him to be a pocket passer. And I think they want him, LeVar, to be more of a pocket passer. I'm just not sure that he's – He's going to be. I'm not sure he's cut out to be that person. Uh, uh, I think that running that ball is really, you know, his his thing. You run it, helps the pass and all that. Um, I mean, I thought relatively that the 49ers did a decent job on, uh, you know, um, containing him, if you will. I don't know you're going to keep him down all the time, but um, I'm just I'm just not sold that they're just going to march right through the uh, to the AFC uh, and went and go to the Super Bowl. Not that anybody in particular is going to stop them. I just think when you get down that far, you still they still got to play the Steelers again. I guess the Browns done beat them once. Those are going to be those division games where they're going to be hard-fought games whether they they win them or not. They're going to be hard-fought games. They're going to be going in there banged up, even though right now they're they're the number one seed. Uh, they're still going to be uh, banged up. You know, maybe uh, that first round by if they would get it, you know, would would definitely help. But I don't I don't know. I just got a, a feeling that you know somebody's going to clip them up along the way. I know um, that, like I say, the Browns beat them pretty good, you know. So we'll we'll see in the Chiefs. Uh, they beat them. So, you know, the right way it looks right now, the uh, Chiefs, they're, they're winning that division. Um, so they're, they're going to be in there uh, somewhere if they keep winning. The Patriots, even though they've looked terrible the last well, not really look good all year offensively, but their defense has, has looked pretty good till the last few weeks, and they've sort of given it up. Um, their kicker's been hurt and uh, missed a lot of field goals to help help get some stuff going for them. Uh, but, I, you know, and they played the Patriots once and beat them pretty good. I just don't know that, you know, once you play these teams twice, like like that, it's hard to beat Bill Belichick that game twice. Uh, so, not that I think New England's a, a real threat to him. I just think that you know the coach is is a big part of it, and I think he's going to have them ready to play as as much as anything. So, then uh, let's see who else would be a playoff contender right now. The Texans, they're leading that division. Um, Went in, uh, they beat the Patriots the other night. Um, speaking of the Patriots, I'm just going to tell you, I, I haven't thought Tom Brady uh, looked too good in the Super Bowl last year. They won. I didn't think he looked that good. And I haven't seen a game, I haven't seen him play a game this year where I thought that he looked like 
Tom Brady of of the old. Now I, I'm I'm a little different than a lot of other people. I don't think that um, I think Tom Brady's good. I think Tom Brady's great. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not as sold of how great he was just as a pure passer as as everybody else. And I'm telling you, he has been struggling. His receivers might be new and all that, but he's struggling as well. I mean, he's not nowhere near what he used to be, and he wasn't that last year. I didn't think he played that good in the Super Bowl last year. I know he says he feels better than ever, and that might be so. But he sure don't (laughs) look better than ever. Their offense looks terrible. Um, I've never seen where I thought a Patriot offense looked as bad as what what they look right now. And everybody can say, well, they don't have any receivers. Well, listen, other than Randy Moss and Gronk, which they drafted, they, they've never really had a bunch of um, big-name people. That's been the whole deal. That's what they do, you know. And we're sitting here um, talking about it, and I think they're, what, still 10-2 and two or something, 9-2 and two or something along that. They've only lost two games. So as bad as it's looked for them, they've only lost two games. Uh, they're, I believe, in the second seed. Uh, so then the Texans will be in the third seed right now, and then the Chiefs will be in the fourth seed. Um, what about the Titans? They made a quarterback change. Um, they're they're in a, a wild card hunt, I believe. Uh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you, me and Jennifer went to that pre preseason game at uh, in Nashville between the Titans and the Patriots, and we sat in one end zone, and they were uh, warmed up in the end zone that uh, uh, we were at. And you know, I, I thought in warm ups, I thought when. Tannehill got in the game. I thought then he looked better than, than Mariota did. I told Jennifer then, I said, Tannehill looks better. You know, then when they finally go to him, I, I think he's playing way better than, than what Mariota did. And, you know, they're like five and one since he's taken over. Uh, he he's he is a way better pocket pastor than, than Mariota is. Uh, so they're they're in the hunt, I believe, from what I seen the other day. Um in a wild card spot they're they're six and five. So they're definitely they got a shot right now. Um man there's a there's a lot of these teams, you know, that are that are in that boat. Uh, so uh Jennifer was telling me today that Ron Rivera got fired. I knew that was coming. Uh they've been chanting it over there for for weeks now and he sort of every week seemed to you know hold them off it's about like the um you know the deal i was talking about in usc you know i heard a a, a guy that played a lot in the nfl and he called the, he uh he's a panthers i guess a, some kind of deal with their organization or followers or something but he said, you know, it ain't that uh, Ron Rivera ain't a good coach. He said, it's just that, you know, what do you say every week? You keep saying the same thing and you're losing. It's hard to get these players to to buy into it. You know, I'd say he'll he'll probably have another job just as soon as he wants one. But if he decides he wants one. Um, 
But, you know, I, I told Jennifer, how, how do you, you know, your field goal kicker misses two extra points and a field goal for you to beat the, the Saints, which is one of the better teams, till you go to get beat by the Redskins. You know, I think that essentially is what, you know, cost him uh, his job. So, uh, too bad. I like, I like him. He's a, he's a good guy. He's one of the better guys in the in the NFL and, uh, you know, played as well, went up through the ranks, did a lot of good things. Um, so, I, I like that guy. Um, you know, speaking of the, the Saints, they're, they're right back in there again. Uh, I'm sure they'll have a lot to say about, you know, this deal with the 49ers. You know, everybody already putting them in Baltimore in the uh, Super Bowl. So, um, there's there's a lot, I'm telling you, there's a lot of football left to be played. Uh, a lot of these divisions, you know, you got, shoot, you got the Packers. I know the 49ers just dismantled them the other day, but uh, they're still a good team. And if they can just get Aaron Rodgers some protection, you know, he, he'll, I think he'll uh, have something to say. But you look in the, in the NFC, you've got probably four, uh, powerhouses in there, and even though uh, one of those is going to come um, through a wild card because the uh, the Vikings and the Packers are in the same division, so one of them will win the division and one will be a, a wild card. But you got Seattle and the 49ers. One of them's going to win the division, and one's going to be a wild card. Then you got um, the let's see, you think you you then you got the Saints. They're going to win their division. Done did. They already locked up their division this early, so they done won their division. And then you're going to have the winner of the North NFC North, which will be the Packers or the Vikings. And then you got the Cowboys. Here they are winning their division at six and six. I mean, come on, man. I mean, there's teams that ain't even going to come close making the playoffs, or you can't even mention them in the playoff hunt right now at six and six. So you got you got uh, either Seattle or the 49ers, either the Panthers or the Vikings, and uh, then you got the Saints would actually be right now it would be the Seattle or the 49ers and the Saints going for the top two positions. And then you would have Green Bay or Minnesota for the third seed. And then as it stands right now, the Cowboys would be the fourth seed and either Seattle or 49ers being a fifth seed, and then either Green Bay or Minnesota being a sixth seed. Well, you man, there's some good teams out there in that NFC. I mean, just about any of those teams could could win it. You get a little hot streak going on. Uh, any of those teams could to, could go the Super Bowl. You get on that run. Um, so I, I don't know that there's um, so many uh, people that sold on that matchup, but uh, it's it's definitely, you know, getting down to about the crunch time where I like to really start watching the, these teams 
playing one another for these divisions and going all out and um, you know trying to trying to win these divisions and and make the playoffs. So it's uh, it's getting down to the better part of the year. Speaking of the yeah, boys, how how long is you know when's enough enough uh, with Jason Garrett as the head coach? You know, I know I've I've never been a a fan of his. Um, seems like to me he's just a yes man answering to Jerry Jones. Um, you know, I he Jerry Jones says other than a deep playoff run or Super Bowl, you know, they're gone. Um, I just don't see it, and they're playing in the easiest division in football. I mean, you got they're the only team with a winning record. You know, I know a lot of people talk about the AFC East uh, being easy with with New England in it, but shoot, look at Buffalo. They just beat Dallas on Thanksgiving. They're, what, 8-3, and 9-3, whatever, somewhere in there. Right now, they'd be the they'd be the fifth seed uh, in in the AFC, you know, and then they still got to play uh, in New England head-to-head. Uh, you're just talking about the, the NFC East. I mean, you got, shoot, only one team with a winning record and two teams with only one or two wins, period. Uh, so I just, you know, then the Eagles, who knows what they are? They just go down to Miami and give up one to Miami down there. Miami have more points scored on them than anybody this year. I mean, you got Ryan Fitzpatrick down there winning the game for them. I mean, come on. Um, I, just, I don't know. I don't know what these uh, teams are thinking. You know, I don't know. I don't know how you go from uh, winning the Super Bowl two years ago or playing in one. Last year, speaking of the Rams, um, how you how you fall off, you know that far. I just I don't know. I would guess maybe the Rams might be in for the third or uh, be be looking for in the hunt to get in in the NFC uh, championship or playoff run. So there's a lot of good teams out there. Um, it's just a shame you got one one division. So much weaker than than the rest of them, you know. Um, so I don't know. Well, uh, we'll uh, we'll take a short break and let Miss uh, Brandy talk to us about her H and D therapy, and then we'll come back. Uh, she's sponsored for the question and answers part of the show, and we'll come back and I'll answer some questions. Hi, I'm Brandy, owner of H and D Therapy. We are certified PEMF therapy as well as equine massage therapy with certifications in human, small animal, and equine. I have been using pulse electronic magnetic field technology for over 10 years. This technology is helping people and all animals with making their lives happier and healthier. H&D therapy helps all athletes of any sport by using PEMF to aid in enhancing their performance. PEMF therapy and achieving peak performance go hand in hand. When the athlete's muscles are at their best condition, peak performance is easier to achieve. We can help with improving energy, help pain management, accelerate healing, reduce inflammation, 
help strengthen bones, increase circulation, and increase oxygen levels in the blood and many, many more benefits to have a healthier body. Come find us on Facebook and the web at hndtherapy.com or call 865-456-1976 to make an appointment or get more information. All right, Miss Brandy, appreciate that. Uh, could use some of that <laughs> therapy. Uh, we haven't got to see her in a few weeks. Maybe, uh, maybe we will this Sunday. I'm not sure, but it's a good product out there, no doubt. Uh, let me see here. I got some good questions to uh, answer, and you know, some some of this stuff, I, you know, sort of, it's uh, pretty good because I just touched a little bit on it. You know, as we've been talking here, it says one of them, how do you feel about the NFL evolving into a scrambling quarterback era? Well, I'll tell you, it's just like, you know, I said earlier there, it's over the years, honestly, it, they've tried it and tried it and tried it and tried it. Um, it. It seems to work good, honestly, through the regular season. And then toward the end of the year and the playoff run, they sort of um, go away. Like I said, these defensive coordinators and these defenses, they they start queuing on that. They start watching enough film. Um, the one the one thing about uh, Lamar uh, Jackson there is he runs that read option so good that, and he's so fast and so shifty that it's going to be hard to stop this guy. Uh, then he can throw when he's on the run. I, I'm not sold on him standing back there picking you apart. I'm just not sold that he can do that. But I watched the other day, him run a lot of bootlegs out there, and they did not have a clue of where the ball was. Here's the thing. All these defensive guys are fast. I'm telling you, the lineman. They showed one lineman there that weighed about three fifty. They ran like a four five, four six forty. And I mean he was breathing down Jackson's back. Um that's where, you know, they get it. In college, these you don't have all these positions where all these guys are so fast. But in the pros, you do. And I just I just think that um, you know, a quarterback like Mahomes, he can run it, he can uh, take off, but he's looking to throw that ball more than he is to run that ball. That's why he would be my choice because, and I'm not sold on him being that great of a pocket passer because every game that I watched that he stood back there in that pocket, he was sort of inaccurate or he took some sacks or some big hits, but when they got him out and moved him around, oh, he, he was carving them up. They couldn't keep up. Uh, he could throw it from any different arm angle off any foot. And all that. I don't think Jackson's to that point yet. I think as a runner, he's better. Um, you know, I did hear John Harbaugh say that, you know, that they uh there is no Peyton Mannings and, and Tom Brady's anymore, so they went with a different route. And it it's sure working good now and it, it's worked for a lot of years up until the until the playoff time or toward the end of the season and, and it's sort of it's sort of the same trend every week. This this question reminds me of every year we hear this same thing. But then when it comes down to the nitty-gritty, you got 
a pocket passer or somebody that's looking to pass and run second winning Super Bowl. For instance, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's a great scrambling quarterback. Maybe maybe the best. He's a great runner. He's also a great passer. I mean, he can throw that deep ball, and he can put this right touch on it. That guy's really good. But he wants to pass first. Um, so I, I wouldn't just put, – I'd put him in there as a dual threat more than I would of a, of a scrambling running quarterback type. But you look at the rest of these uh, really good teams that I named off in the NFC, you take the Saints. You know, they got a pocket passer. You know, you take the 49ers. Jimmy G's a pocket passer. Minnesota, Kirk Cousins, pocket passer. The the Packers, we know what Aaron Rodgers is. He He's a good scrambler, but he, he's basically a stem. Uh, you know, a, he wants to deliver it from the – pocket as well you know who else did i say i mean who we don't even know what the cowboys are yet i mean we can't tell from week to week what what they are i'm not i'm never been and i'm still not sold on Dash prescott so i don't know um what he is but i know this four of the six teams that are in the nfc hunt right now or or, or not just in the hunt they're locked in right now have pocket passers, uh, and Russell Wilson is one of them, and then Prescott's the other. You know, you take the the AFC, you would have, uh, you know, Jackson. He, he'll scramble some, but he's a pocket passer. I mean, you look what he does. He's got maybe one of the best receivers in the game on his team. That dang Hopkins guy is unbelievable. So, you got him, you got Brady, uh, you got Mahomes, you got Jackson, um, uh, you got the the Bills boy, young guy. He's a pocket passer. Allen, I believe his name, played at Wyoming. Um, not even sure who would get the sixth seed right now, but if it was the Titans, you got Tannehill. He's a good runner, but he's a, he's a pocket passer as well. I. You know, I think it's. I think they'll. They do good. Like I said, Michael Vick has been the the main one forever. He'd start out on fire every year. You know, after about six games, eight games, they'd ready to ready to give him the crowning the MVP of the league and going on to win the Super Bowl and all that. And they just never could get it done. You know, I, so I I don't know. I'm not I'm not sold on it as much as everybody else, even though. Jackson is unbelievable. I will say that I watched him play several games, and and uh, he he's been good. So uh, maybe that'll answer your question. So next one says, in my opinion, the conferences are imbalanced, meaning teams with terrible records can um, make it to the playoffs for other teams with better records. Sit at home. How would you restructure the conference? Well, you, you know, I, I'm, it's sort of crazy. I, I've always thought that was crazy. What's crazy to me is you got a division like the Cowboys are in that all the teams are bad. I mean, Dallas, I mean, they've not beaten a team with a winning record all year. I mean, you look at them, you think, man, they're they they should be up there. 
uh, but they haven't beaten a team with with the winning record all year. You know, I I think for for me, um, personally, I I know you a lot of people would not would not agree. I here's my thing. I don't know how you can put a team with the worst record in a higher seed. That's where I have a problem. At the very least, even if they're going to let these divisions carry weight, they they shouldn't be hosting a team that has a better record. Um, so I would be flip-flopping them. Uh, they would be in a wild card, and they would be on the road. I mean, it, to me, uh, because that just proves to you that, you know, you're playing in that weak division, and you haven't beat a team that has a winning record all year. But yet, right now, if the playoffs started, you're going to host. You're going to host a playoff game. You know what, what's what's wrong with that picture? Is that not that's crazy? I mean, that is just crazy. If the playoffs started right now in the NFC, they would either play Dallas would either host the 49ers or the Seahawks or the or the uh, Packers or Minnesota. One of those two, if the playoffs would start right now, that's who they would host them. That's absurd. That is absurd. But you know what? It's It's been that way forever. I've never thought that was a good uh, system. I know they say you got to put value in these divisions, but, man, there has to be some kind of, a weight, uh, you know, of how good that division is. Because you look at this uh, NFC, what, West, I guess it is, that you got the you got the Cardinals, which they got a young quarterback and a new coach. Hey, and they're, they're, they're making some noise. Then you got the Rams, which played in the Super Bowl last year. Then you got the 49ers, which people are saying is the best team in the, in the NFC. And then you got Seattle. I mean, you look, you got three teams that could possibly uh that I don't think it would, but three teams out of that division, at least with uh, you know, chances are winning records, you know. And then you look at the NFC East and, and nobody's got a winning record. I mean, they're just five hundred. Five hundred and nobody else has a winning record. That, to me, is just, you know, absurd. Now, the NFC NFC uh, North, I guess it's, no, NFC South. I mean, it's not much better. You got the Saints are blowing people out. Then the, the Panthers have a losing record. And then the, uh, uh, we know what Tampa Bay is and Atlanta is, but at least the, the Saints are, have a good record. You know, they, they actually have won some games against some tough teams. So they actually, they have a good record. Dallas doesn't even have a good record. Uh, it is it is just, it is a bad deal. I think it's bad for football. I know, you know, the main thing is, I've heard it say forever, you got to win these division games, they're tough games. And, and I know a lot of them are, but listen, man, that, that's just not, to me, that's just not a, uh, cool, 
cool situation. So I definitely think, you know, even if you're going to let them, let these division winners play the playoffs, I think it will at least be on the road or wild card. I definitely think the teams with the best records should be hosting uh, if they're on those side of it, NFC and AFC. But we know that'll never happen. But, you know, uh, too many people against it making a lot of money, uh, more than me. But that's, you know, to me, as a fan of football, you know, I don't like seeing it. So we will see what happens. All right. It says, with Bama's recent loss, is there any possibility of them making the playoffs? Who are your playoff picks for college? Well, I, I no, there's there's no way they they make the playoffs, nor should they. I mean, they can't. Uh, they had a chance, um, just barely getting beat by LSU. Uh, really didn't hurt them that bad. They fell to fifth. Uh, you know, had a backup quarterback in there, still put up forty one, I think, points. But man. You put up 41 points and you're Alabama and you get beat, I, I, there's no way you deserve to, to make the playoffs. And I'm a huge Nick Saban fan. I, I like that guy. Uh, there's just no way you you make that playoff. Um, I think that I'd be surprised if they get a, a really, really good bowl game. You don't know my opinion. I just don't. I, I'm not sure that they can slow down anybody. They really haven't slowed down a lot of people all year, you know, and, and they're they're in a lot of trouble down there as far as getting that done. Um, so, no, there's, there's no way they make the playoff. <sighs> you know, I don't know who is fifth right now. I, I, I didn't look um, who's fifth in the standings. I know it could. If it's if it's Utah or uh, if it's Oklahoma or somebody along that line, I I think whoever is in the fifth spot, I think it's going to be Ohio State, LSU, Clemson, and then whoever's in that fifth spot would wind up as the top four. You know, that's another thing. I think there needs to be uh, four more teams in this playoff picture um, because how do you let one one lost team in versus the other? Or they keep talking about these power fives and you want to talk about divisions. How do you, how do you not extend it to where you at least get a team out of each power five conference plus the three next best teams in the country to, to play. I think that needs to be extended as well. Um, and it, it wouldn't be that hard. They say, well, you don't want to play that many games. Well, take off some of these scrub teams they play. I mean, it's just absurd. I mean, you know, like Alabama played UT Chattanooga or something, I think. I mean, that that's crazy. They don't need to be playing them. Um, so I, I think it, it could be done. I don't think it's as big a deal as as they let on it to be. Uh, I think there for sure needs to be more than four teams in it because every year it all starts out and they start saying, well, everybody's, this is going to be undefeated, this is going to be undefeated, blah, blah, blah. 
Right now we've got three undefeateds, and we're going to get a one-loss team in there. So why is one one-loss team better than the other three or four one-loss teams? You know, that's that's my theory. And, you know, Ohio State one year didn't even make it, and I thought because they lost to uh, somebody, maybe it was Wisconsin, I'm not sure, um, and – I didn't. I thought they was probably the best team in the country then, and didn't even make it. Finished it like number five. So, I think there definitely needs to be more spots there, four more at least, and uh, let them play down, and then uh, come out with the champion. My top four though would be uh, Ohio State, LSU, Clemson, and whoever is in number five spot because I, I firmly I think that LSU is going to beat Georgia. If they don't, now, if they don't, if if Georgia were to beat LSU, then I think it would be um, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia, and LSU. Uh, I, I just, because, you know, right now, Georgia's ranked, what, fourth, LSU's ranked second. Uh, when LSU beat Alabama, Alabama was ranked number one, I believe, or at least they were both close. I mean, LSU's beat some good teams. They beat, uh, you know, some good teams early. So I definitely think uh, LSU should be in there. I don't know if they get beat, if they will. I definitely think they should be in there. Out of the four teams in there right now, I think uh, Georgia – is the weakest weakest one. Uh, but if they beat LSU, then they probably deserve it. So that's my pick for that. Um, I know nobody wants to hear me talk about having more teams in the playoffs. So uh, there we go. Yeah, and I, I was talking about you balls earlier. Says, how about them balls? What bowl game do you think we will get? You know, I, I heard them say they would uh, hope to get one of the power five non-conference or non-conference winners. Um, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. You know, maybe I heard them say Memphis might be a good match for them, but Memphis is, you know, they're going to, they got a good bowl game coming. That probably be a good, good game. That would be uh, pretty decent. But I did hear them say, that not that they're going to play Florida, but I heard them talking on the radio somewhere that Tennessee might wind up in Florida at a bowl game. Um, I hadn't seen the bowl uh, pictures yet. We'll know more after this week of of the possibilities. You know, um, I think Tennessee's one of you know honestly right right now at this point in time, I think they're a top twenty five team. I think they've played their way back in there. I think their defense has, has stepped up and played a lot better, and that Batuli guy is, is phenomenal. Um, I think their weakest link is still their quarterback. Not sold on that guy. I think they got two great receivers. One really – well, I'll say they got two good receivers and one really great one. Um, uh, so, I think they're a top 25 team, maybe even a top 20 team right now. Now – you know, we're not going to go 
past that, but, uh, you know, maybe, um, I know they wouldn't play Michigan, but I think they'd give Michigan all they wanted, uh, to be honest with you. So, but the record, you know, that, that hurts them. What the seven and five, um, you know, if they could just, they just won them games, you know, that they should have won. We might be talking about them playing a Michigan team nine and three, nine and three. Uh, I just, you know, think that as it goes down, they're going to, um, they may wind up playing a, a team like Georgia or Georgia, shoot, Virginia, you know, maybe uh, a team like that, an ACC non-winner, you know, somebody like that would be a, would be a good bowl game. Maybe even the Hokies. I'd like to see them play that. That'd be a good matchup. Uh, you know, they did up here at Bristol to racetrack played. I'd like to see that game. But, uh, maybe after this coming Saturday, we'll have some more idea of who they uh, might play. I think this might be the last one I got, folks. It says, we are hearing Urban Myers front runner for the Dallas Cowboys coaching job. Well, I'm going to tell you this. And I'm not what you call, I guess, an Urban Meyer fan of Urban Meyer, but I'll tell you what I am. I am a fan of the way he coaches. And as it stands right now, if I had a team, college or pro, and Bill's not available and Nick's not available. He's my guy. He's my next choice. I think that guy is really uh, a great coach. I think he um, he knows what he's doing without a shadow of a doubt on everywhere he's ever been. I think that guy is a great, great coach. Here's the problem. I don't think he's going to be a whipping boy like Jason Garrett is for Jerry Jones. I don't think that they could they could get along. I'd be I'd be real surprised if if he took you know what what Jason Garrett takes and um I just I don't see that at all. But now I'll tell you this. You know what he he's he would be if it wasn't for that, he would be a good fit there because of Elliot. He knows what Elliot can do uh with how he can develop these quarterbacks, you know. Here here's the thing. I hear here's what's great is you know, you talk about what this these these guy guys like him do, you know, who knows if he ever played quarterback or who if he don't. The guy develops them. That's what matters. It ain't about what you play, it's how you develop them. I mean you look at Braxton Miller, you look at uh the Jones guy, Cardero Jones or whatever his name was, he just got cut from the NFL team. He was in there. Um, you got the guy that plays, the Haskins guy that plays. And then there was another, and then you got this guy here transferred in. He's there because of Urban. I mean, this guy knows how to develop these players. He'd be a great fit because of Prescott, because of Elliott. You know, they got these good receivers. They got a good defense. Uh, you know, they got that Vandress guys, which is really good. Um, the guy knows how to recruit, so I'm sure he'd know how to draft. I think he'd be – I think he would make Dallas relevant again. Uh, if, if you know, like I said about Tennessee's alumni leaving Pruitt alone, 
Jerry Jones leave him alone? I think he could honestly come in there and do what Jimmy Johnson did uh, years ago. Uh, and I, you know, I tell Jennifer all the time we watch that uh, big noon kickoff show that he's on, and I, I tell her all the time if if I had a team and uh, I needed a coach, that would be, you know, the way I would go. So uh, I think it'd be a good good fit if him and if him and Jerry can get along. And I don't know if that's possible that that anybody can get along with him. Um, you know, just his his way. He he wants to coach them, and you know what? It's hard. I understand. He loves football. He loves certain things. But you know, if you're going to hire hire a guy, and you're going to pay him lots of money. Um, you know, you you might need to have a lot of these conversations you're having out here with everybody else. You may need to have with him behind the closed door, and and then him relay the message on. Uh, so. I don't know, but um, he Urban Meyer would definitely make the Dallas Cowboys relevant again. I I will say that, and with his ability to to develop uh, this these young players, Elliott's the best running back into the game. I heard him say the other day, you know, uh, after. The, what, 10 or minutes to go in the third, he never touched the ball again. There would be a lot of uh, coaches on the chopping block, I firmly believe, if, if uh, Urban Meyer did take that job. So, uh, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Hey, I, I appreciate uh, people sending in the questions, a lot of great questions. I, I love this part of the show to uh, talk about different things and you know, uh, just see it through uh, different people's eyes. And, I mean, you hear all the time on these commentators, they get paid to say all this crap, man. You know, they're not true to their word. They get a memo of how they need to talk about certain players and showcase certain players. And, you know, it's like I heard, um, who was it? They were talking about, oh, the Eagles, you know, they was having trouble throwing the ball. Well, the receivers wouldn't get no. Well, listen, what receivers I seen was open. They just couldn't get them the ball. You know, it's like they're talking about Brady's receivers not getting open. Hey, he missed. I don't know how many throws. And you don't hear nobody talking about all that stuff. You know, because these guys, oh, you just don't do that. But you know, you won't blame it on these other players. And and uh, you know, they're just. You don't get that wide open in the NFL. You just got to be accurate. And, put the ball on the money and, and they're not doing it. So, you know, being able to get different perspective and through different eyes and a straightforward, that's, that's the way I like it. So I like this part of the, the show and uh, everybody, uh, please tune in next week. Like I said, I'm going to have some important news to uh, talk about and uh, uh, it should be exciting and uh, be another exciting show. We got some want to find out about these conference uh, winners in the college and try to get me a game plan for where I think these teams might wind up for the bowl games and stuff and and all that. So it should be good and exciting. Uh, So I appreciate everybody listening, tuning in. Thank Miss BJ, JC Hawk Sports Network for uh, giving us this opportunity to 
talks about football, and you know it won't be long till we're going to be padding up in the women's football and starting. Uh, well, we're about a month away from really starting practice and gearing up for the 2020 season, and that's always exciting. And um, you know, hopefully, start gaining a little bit more to talk about on. You know, that's the one thing we can count on is as college and pros are winding down, women's just getting started. So you start on that downhill grade, and then it just turns right back and heads toward the top. So we're looking forward for the opportunity uh, for that and, uh, you know, to see what all these new teams and these uh, new recruits you get, see what they got. So uh, looking forward to it. Well, till next Tuesday. I'm Coach Johnson, and we'll see you then.